Hello and welcome to Tipsy VP episode 12 July 2019, a weekly show where we share tips and tricks on how to improve your social media. Tipsy VP is brought to you by Virtual Peddlers Marketing, the digital marketing agency that helps small businesses go digital. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. This week's weekly tipsy, six essential steps to getting your restaurant more foot traffic. The restaurant business is a tough one to market. They have too little profit margin for big ad campaigns and sometimes find themselves at the mercy of food bloggers who charge them an arm and a leg for a short write-up. <laughs> Firstly, we have to assume that your food is good, most importantly, <laughs> at a valuable price point, also very important, and your restaurant is situated in a good location. Well, quite very important as well. Each of the above can get so complicated Um, they require special episodes just to cover them. But this week, we're not talking about, you know, the internal part of your restaurant. We're just talking about how to get people to go to your restaurant. Mm -hmm. So here are the six steps we think will help give your restaurant and cafe a good visibility boost. Mm -hmm. The first one, have a good Facebook page and or Instagram account. As obvious as the sun and the moon, actually. <laughs> We are not saying this because it's our business to manage client social media, but we say this because most of the world's attention is centered on Facebook and Instagram. When someone has heard of your cafe, they will check Facebook for details and images. If it's not there, then you would probably have lost a lot of potential customers. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, mm, it's like a credential. It's yeah. like a credential. You know, you go in there, you, you see what kind of visuals, a lot of images and videos that that are in there yeah. and what other people are posting about it as well. It's a presence, I would say, an online presence. So and It's not the kind of thing where they say, I want to manage a Facebook page. What is my ROI from it? It's, it has to be there, Correct. right? Yeah. Like customer service has no ROI, but lack of customer service has lack of customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Right? Yeah. It's, so it's important. a status quo. Yeah. The very basic stuff. Yep, yep, yep. All right, next up, a simple website. Just because the competitors do not have their own website doesn't mean you shouldn't be bothered to have one. Imagine have a simple one-pager with all your details and menus items on it. Imagine also having testimonials of the top customers there as well. Top that off with some details of your chef. It may not have to, it may not have to be expensive, but having a website can most definitely give a good impression. Yeah, um, how do I metaphoric this thing? Uh, let's see. It's like not having, not having flyers for your. Okay, is that a good metaphor? No. It, it no. It, it's like a restaurant without a menu. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, with words, but yeah, they just can't see. Yeah, they can't see it. They don't know what it is. So if they really know what you are about, mm -hmm. and they come to you all the time, because I go to this. Have you been to this cafe called Antipodian? Antipodian, yeah, yeah. It's the only cafe I know that, that don't have, have a menu. menu. Their menu is on the wall. And it's, they think it's fun. They think it's a good novelty. I think it's incredibly dumb. <laughs> I think it is inconvenient for me to have to book a seat and, and then have to go sit see at a corner and some parts are blocked by other diners okay, because yeah, right. it goes all the way down to the floor and I don't and I don't know some of them and it's so difficult if I were to sit in the back corner mm -hmm. why can't they just 
give me a bloody menu. It's not <laughs> too expensive to print a menu, you know. Well, to them, maybe they thought, it's, oh, it's a long-term cost. So it's a novelty it kind of thing, right? And it's more expensive to paint a wall than it is to print a what thousand is, menus. Painting? I think it's a chalk. I'm not mistaken, they write it with chalk one. The one I saw in Narada yeah. and Tana is, is, is a painting. Oh, painting, okay. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. They on. have this concept, so... <laughs> it... They think it's fun. Mm. I don't think it is. <laughs> so, coming back to having a website, a website. for a restaurant, um, I know we know that a lot of restaurants don't have websites. Mm-hmm. But you know, would it be nice if you have one? Just start it, one. It, yeah, it, it can be as simple as as holding like a a Wix website or a Weebly website, a single single pager, right? About about you guys. What is your specialty? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your menu like? Mm. How does the restaurant look like? Uh, maybe like a 360 video thing. Correct. Everything can be done with your phone. Yeah. Right? And you do a simple write-up of your chef. How many awards they win? How they look like? What their specialty is like? And Information. Yeah. So right? And then once people go past, they look at it and where's your location and everything. I think it's it gives such a professional look Mm-mm. for as simple as... as as cheap as what? 20 ringgit per month if you're on weeks. Mm-hmm, yeah. 20 or 50 ringgit a month. It's cheap. 50 ringgit a month is like spare change even <laughs> yeah, for a restaurant. Correct. correct. It, it doesn't take a lot and it helps so much. And it even helps you rank on Google as well. <laughs> you know, you for know? the Google search and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. for the Google search I as mean, well. I mean, you want to go into more details. But the key, the key note for here is create an online presence. That's yeah, all. an online Website, presence. Facebook, Instagram. They go in there, they see how the burger looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, they see how your pancake looks like. People talk about your pancake and your burger. And you have a menu in there, let's say. Correct. You know? yeah. If you're open enough to show the price of your menu, then yeah, just post it up there. People will know exactly what they are yeah. expecting before they reach there. Correct. Correct. It's kind of like a virtual tour of your restaurant mm. before reaching your place. Correct. So yes, please don't forget this. Mm-hmm. Next up, Google My Business Details. Most people search for food on Google and they almost always begin with the long tail keyword, restaurants near me. Set up a Google My Business account and fill in with details like your store location, a nice image, and videos. This allows people to visually sample your food and ambience before dropping by. Yeah, again, this is, this is very important. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's online presence. When you you can try to do this, right? If you own a restaurant or anything, even if you don't own a restaurant, you just go go into Chrome or Safari or whatever. As long as you are using um Google search engine, mm-hmm. you just search, even if you're using Google Maps, you just search restaurants near me. And the ones that pop up, the first few that pop up are the ones with details with the image on the site. Yeah, correct. The name of the restaurant, the location of the restaurant, some images and some photos and videos at the site. These are Google My Business account. Mm, correct. And if you don't have a Google My Business account, you may have it, you may have one because you've been in business long enough and that other people have, for have created for you or they have been tagging you enough that Google can compile all your tag photos together. Mm-hmm. But it's not yours. Mm-hmm. Right. And especially if you are a new restaurant who has very little footfall, you need to you can actually start this up yourself correct, to appear yeah. in Google My Business results. Yeah, because I mean like long i mean come on now even hawker stores also have yeah exactly even hawker stores so have this as well they, they, they have it because they've already in business for a very long yes. time so if you're new spend a little bit more time it's not too hard it's not a lot of it's not a lot of time it's not a lot of effort yeah just you can get a or you can get a a social media manager or a digital marketing manager to handle this whole the, this whole this whole whole shebang for you you don't have to worry you just 
focus on your cooking. Yeah, correct. You know, just just do that, please. Yep. <laughs> and don't be needy picky on your images. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, collaborate with bloggers and influencers. Word of mouth. Yep. Restaurants have been working with bloggers and influencers for a long time now, and we don't think this relationship will end anytime soon. As a restaurant owner, your skill is in preparing the best food and experience for your customers, right? And their skills, are the bloggers and influencers, are in enticing customers to your doorstep with their storytelling abilities. Mm-hmm. So here's a key point here, right? Hiring a blogger and influencer isn't cheap. It can be cheap, mm-hmm. but the good ones are not cheap. Yep. The, 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 the big volume ones are not cheap. It's not because they have a following. They have a following because they're good at storytelling. And yep. you are actually not just buying into their followers, they're also, you're also buying into their storytelling. They can convert something very dull into a very exciting story from people who want to come to your place. Yep, and that's why they are successful. Yes, that's why they're successful. So some of them are expensive, but there are also smaller scale ones who will work for just a free meal. All you have to do is tell them, um, for example, let's say if they have like 10,000 followers or 20,000 followers mm-hmm. on Instagram, for example, right? You just tell them, um, come over, do a write-up or do a video or a vlog on my restaurant, right? Uh, you and three friends get to eat for free. Yep, correct. And how much does it cost you, right? Yeah, I mean, cost price-wise. Right, exactly. So it doesn't cost you a lot and they go out and they do the video. They're very happy because they actually taste the food as well. Mm-hmm. So they're very happy to market your food. And then you get another, what, 10 customers, 50 customers to come in and those 50 customers will get two friends each and they will get two friends each and they will get two friends each. So the spillover effect is so much more dramatic than just counting like a one plus one equals two kind of thing. I pay you, you need to give me that. It doesn't just work like that. The the equation is a lot bigger. Yep. So the most important thing here is, I think, to avoid the freeloading mentality Mm -hmm. when we work with these people and focus on the potential reach you can gain instead. A lot of like, we see a lot of hotel owners, restaurant owners who are who are giving middle finger to influencers mm-hmm. saying that nobody eats for free, nobody stays for free. Don't try to, you know, this, that, this, that me. I think it's a wrong, it's the wrong way Concept of, of doing business. this because they are so afraid of influencers trying to freeload off of them, but they don't know that for every 10 influencers that actually freeload off of them, right? Mm-hmm. All they need is two of the 10 who are actual real influencers yeah. who can bring in so much more customers they for are, them. They are in a mentality where they are constantly in a win-lose situation. Yes. They want it, I want to be in a win and you in a lose situation. Yes. They are so afraid of so, losing to influencers that they are they are removing themselves from the opportunity that these influencers and bloggers can give them. Correct. Yeah. There's the short-term loss versus the long-term gain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and this, this other thing also is that bloggers and influencers, right, uh, are much like your 40,000 ringgit billboards that you put at the side of the road, Mm -hmm. they don't guarantee you footfalls, but that does not mean they don't work. Yep, correct. So with this kind of angle, collaborating with bloggers and influencers, I think has a lot more potential than there are costs. Yeah, correct. And just do it anyways, because it's it's human nature to collaborate and do things, you know, together. I mean, it makes the world a better place. So why do you want to do that? from From a user point of view, right? How many times... How many times have you decided to go and eat something because you see someone eating it? Eating it. Yeah. Or you see uh you see one of those food blog videos, top ten things to eat in PJ and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, this is good. 
I like this. I share with my friend. Correct. Yeah. So those are bloggers. And have you tried the the Family Mart sea salt ice cream? Sea salt ice cream haven't yet. I want to try it. You want to try it because why? Everybody is you know it. is posting it. Yeah. And I tried it. I had it twice. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like one, it. Right? Yeah, the blue one. I didn't like it because it tastes like you're drinking off of the sea. <laughs> but people are still eating. Correct. Yeah. And it's running out of stock in so many Family Marts. And boba tea. How many of them do spend thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands advertising? The only advertise, the only advertisement they have is through word of mouth and ref- like you know through right. word of mouth and hype, because everybody is posting it. And when someone posts it, you will say, okay, I also want to try this. Mm. I also want to try that. So it works, right? Yeah, it's like creating a hype, lah. Yeah, you can either let hype create itself, or you can control the hype by hiring these people to do it for you. Correct. Yeah. Right, next up, participate with food delivery services. We know food delivery services can be expensive and may not return you much margin, but instead of treating them as an income generators, they can be good awareness builders. These services are usually location-based, which helps customers around your vicinity know your, you exist. Start with the major few like, like GrabFood and FoodPanda, where most people would use. Yeah, I think it's just leveraging on your right. food delivery service. Yeah. You can you can leverage it, you can use it for a while when you are not known. Mm-hmm. And once you get famous, you can remove yourself from from the service at any time. And yeah. I don't think it's much of an issue. But the good thing is that if most people who come and eat at your restaurant tend to stay nearby mm-hmm. where your restaurant is. And so happen Grab Food and Food Panda works in the vicinity thing when you pull up the app, right? You mm-hmm. get to see all the restaurants within a few kilometers Correct, yeah. in the vicinity. And it gets people, you, you get to introduce your food to people. Mm-hmm, correct. It's just another brand awareness, I would say. Yeah. As long as you don't, I mean, come on, you won't you won't be doing a losing business there anyways. Yeah. Probably the margin is not high. Yeah. But do it anyways. I mean, because what's the cost? Yeah. No other time cost going to be spent. It's not yeah, much. exactly. And they're not, and these people who order from GrabFood and everything, you don't have to hire the 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 bikers, the, the riders. You yeah, don't have to pay them. Too. You don't. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just pay like, I think GrabFood charges 30% of the listed price mm-hmm. uh, of your food. So you, so which means that you bring back 70%. So assuming that 50% is your profit, then it's 20%. Yeah. So you make less, but these people are not coming into your restaurant and using your tables and chairs, right? So you can, you can still serve other people in your tables and chairs. Mm, correct, correct. And if they eat one time, they like it, they might probably go to your place yeah. and or eat the next time. If they don't want that, they don't want to come over, but they still want it, they can still order from a food delivery service. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. The key, so, if, I mean, supposedly, your food should be the ultimate call why your business is like successful. Yes. The taste of it. So yeah. if that works, food delivery service is just another option. Yeah. Mm. Next up. And the final one, get into F&B discovery apps. If you're hitting the international foodie market, uh, this is important to you, you need to invest some time and effort to build presence in the F&B discovery app. Open Rise and TripAdvisor are very good places to start. There is a lot of offline effort in this method, actually. It, it requires a lot of hard work to begin with. You need to let your customers know you're on the app, encourage them to drop a positive review if they love your food or or ambience mm-hmm. right uh, talk about it how many stars to give so imagine this you need to probably do this every sing- to every single one of your customers that drop by and get them to to do a review so that maybe let's say if, if you do a review however whatever review you can give me 
I will give you a free slice of cake, let's say, mm, right? Yeah. Then you do the review, you get a free slice of cake and everybody's happy. This is not done like forever. In the beginning, you might need to do this. But after a while, apps like OpenRise and TripAdvisor, they get more and more reviews, right? And people will go there because of your reviews. Mm. And this, because of the snowball effect, it gets better and eventually it will start working for you and you don't have to pay people to do this anymore. You don't even need to tell people that, uh, that, that you are on TripAdvisor or, or OpenRise. Mm-hmm. And af- I think after a certain uh, ranking, right, how many stars you get and everything, you actually get a, a medal from TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. You can actually put it on your restaurant and you know you have been awarded <laughs> yeah, yeah, a certain yeah, medal. Correct. A credential. La. Like a credential, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is this is how you know you gain a lot of more more footfalls. Correct, correct, yeah. So um, that sums up the six essential steps to getting your restaurant more food traffic. Um, here's a summary again. Number one, have a Facebook page and or Instagram account. So be on social media. Number two, have a simple website. Number three, have a uh, make sure your Google My Business details are are updated. updated and complete and if you don't don't have a google my business account yet you can claim that business for you uh, number four collaborate with bloggers and influencers although they may be a bit expensive but they can work very well in the long run mm-hmm. number five participate with food delivery services mm-hmm. and number six get into fmb discovery apps mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's all we have for this week yep uh tipsy vp we will most probably not be doing TCBV for the next two weeks. We're gonna have a two week break. Two weeks break because I will be away until the thirty first uh, of July. July, if I can, if we can prepare all the information and everything right, um, we should be able to see you on the second of August. If mm-hmm. not, then we may skip past second of August as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just have you just have to stay tuned to find out. Uh, yeah, so. That's all for TipsyVP Podcast. TipsyVP Podcast is a part of Social Media Weekly and is available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on Stitcher as well, okay, and right. more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is TipsyVP episode 12, July 2019. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. Au revoir. Sayonara.